Are we live? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever test talk. My name is Chris, aka CJ Shaw, and I'll be your host for the next hour of content. We're going to be talking about last week's test games, next week's test games, but of course, I will not be alone in doing this. I have four beautiful, beautiful guests sat right here. We have one guest from each region, one from Finland, one from Norway, one from Sweden, and who am I missing? Sorry about that. Get a bit to know, find out a bit to know about them. Jakob, do you want to start? Yes, I can go ahead and start. So I'm uh, Jake 13. People know me the most. Uh, I'm the esports director of uh, Lundqvist Lightside, playing in the Swedish league. And it's essentially just a managing position with a more fancier name. Ooh. Cool. Crow? All right, yeah, I guess I can pick up from that. Uh, I'm Crow. I play in TSUV, uh, Telia Esports Series Finland. I'm a support for Burgerflip. <laughs> rather funny name, yeah, I know. It's a community voted name, so yeah. We'll be competing in Finland for the top spots again. Dombi? Yeah, I'm just there where my camera goes. Yeah, I'm Dombi. I'm from Denmark. I'm playing in the Danish League right now. I am the head coach of Australia's Talent League of Legends. Um, and that's what I do on a daily basis. Coach. Yeah, my name is uh, Ula. I'm also known as Kame. Uh, I am the League of Legends manager for uh, Norwin. Um, and we're competing in the Telus Esports Series Norway, uh, which we will win. <laughs> Oh, oh, that, that's bold. oh, okay. Bold uh, we're two minutes in. You're already calling shots. I mean, I mean, just look at the results. There, there is no competition, right? The I know bombs. the boys. They get the important factor left. Bold words. Right. Yeah, I, mean, so... I mean, the both boys are new in in the club, but they will uh, they will embrace the the Norwegian culture and just take the top spot. Fighting talk. I like it. I like it. So, Chrome. Yep. Obviously, you were a Telia uh, Denmark MVP last split. Um, yeah, why <laughs> you moved back to Finland after being the Telia MVP? Did you not want to defend that title? Uh, I think uh, I kind of joined the Telia train a bit too late. Like It was like coming to the last weeks of the roster lock closing in, and I didn't really end up having a team I wanted to join, and then I was just called into the Finland, you know, kind of to... Help defend the title, Kova left to NLC, or rather they got invited there. And well, Boskill or the ex Boskill, uh, they just said they needed support with like last minute. And yeah, I thought we can win the whole thing, so I just end up joining them. So yeah. Hmm. Would have been really nice to be at Denmark now with like Australia's talent, you know, looks really, really strong, like stronger than ever the roster, or like the <laughs> whole region in itself. Like last split, Telia, Denmark was yeah. maybe a bit easier because even I got the MVP there. So. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, and light side, Yako, sorry. Uh, so, light side obviously had quite a roller coaster off season. You went yeah. through two qualifiers, if I recall. Um, yeah, and that was just the way to keep your spot. Um, what are you going to do this time to make sure that doesn't happen, basically? I mean, you have always the short answer, which is to never go into a qualifier ever again. Uh, <laughs> It's probably easier said than done, of course, but uh, I think we're building a stronger and more solid team, uh, better team foundations right now, um, creating more like a professional environment than it's been before, and I think that's going to make a big difference. I think it's already making a big difference in the league right now, and I think that's going to help us avoiding qualifiers this time around uh, going into the, the split, and so far so good, a little shaky, yeah. but 2-1 at least. We'll get to that later. So moving on. So obviously, Kami, um, Northern Academy went thirteen and one last split, which is something that outside of probably Kova was not seen at all last split. Um, obviously, you have a slightly different roster this time around, um, and you're not at the top of the tier lists. And working from the tier list professionals, obviously, we haven't seen. Um, do you think? How do you feel that this roster compares to last roster? Obviously, this is a less experienced roster. Like last split, we had Slemp top lane, we had Dunka, we had Flufo, we had Tide and Touch. 
and, and those guys have like 20 years of experience combined. Um, and this split we have Smurfe, who has one split with uh, with Vanir, and then Monkey, Shaolin, uh, Chris, and Snobby. Uh, I mean, I don't even think they have 10 years combined. No, they don't. <laughs> so it's a way less experienced roster, but I think the ceiling for this roster is uh, really high. I from the scrim results we had, from the officials we had, from what the guys have shown, I I do believe these guys could be even stronger than RSS uh, roster last split, actually. Really? Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Oh, I guess we'll find out over the next <laughs> few weeks of games about that. So, yeah, I think that's putting a lot of pressure on your players there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, hoping I hoping mean, they live up to the hype. I mean... Uh, You're really hyping them up now. Yeah, yeah, but playing for Nurin will always mean a lot of pressure. You get memed about being the team with the most money and being the biggest, and, and you kind of have to win. Like, if you don't finish first, people will meme it as uh, a failure. Um, and the guys knew about this when, when they came in, and they came... Uh, I like, they joined anyways. They they want to have this pressure. They, they feed of this pressure. And I genuinely believe that they will... that. Right now, they are one of the best teams, and I believe that this is the team in the league that will grow the most. And for that reason, I say that we will be the best team at the end of the season. So that's an interesting point, actually, about the pressure of Nordavind. Do you feel that the players that join Nordavind, um, you have to pick them depending on whether you think they can thrive under that pressure? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think so. Um, we've had instances before where players just don't, can't handle the pressure as well. And, and I mean, it's obviously something you have to think about when when you pick up young, inexperienced players as well. Um, because yeah. even though this is yeah, even though this is an academy team, and even though this is mostly focusing on developing, like people will always uh, expect us to finish first. Yeah, and I guess the same pressure comes from somebody like Astralis. Like yeah. obviously, Astralis are one of the biggest brands. Probably in esports, you could probably call them. So I guess that the players that are playing for you have that kind of different pressure as well, because the strongest are another level. Probably you could call to Nordwind outside of like the, the grand esports ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our players will, of course, feel an immense amount of pressure from both the community, both from wearing like the logo Astralis itself, um, and like that's something we have to deal with. We have a lot of pressure, but the, like, the biggest pressure comes from within our organization, which means that we, the only pressure we have is just to be the best we can. And that's, yeah. like, that is a, a big task for some people, but the people I've picked, they really want to be the best version of themselves. Um, so like, first of all, we need to figure out how to handle the pressure from like, the external pressure. But we have a lot of resources from inside the organization because they're used to handling pressure. Like they're a Counter Strike team, they know how to handle pressure. They've been in it before, they've handled, they've come out stronger, right? And yeah. right now, we just need to learn how to handle pressure. It's a big thing for us right now. It will continue to be because a lot of the community is putting pressure on us and they will continue to do so. I think that's fair. It's something we need to thrive in, it's something we need to, to live with. Um, but for sure, there's a lot of pressure, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, so what we'll do now. Obviously, we've got to find out a bit more about our guests and stuff. We'll now find out about the teams that are obviously behind these guests. Uh, so we're going to move on to our weekly recap. We're going to be starting with our strongest, arguably strongest region, and I'm not biased here at all, which will be Sweden. <laughs> so here we can see, obviously, no we've got pressure. our table here. At the top, we can see Galaxy Racer. I'm going to speak about them a bit in a few seconds, uh, mainly because they are at the top of the table. Um, you could say that they should be there, and most people expect them to be there at the start of the split. But they did take a loss today to Lanomania. As you can see, Lanomania are bottom of the table. Um, so this was kind of an unexpected result for the, um, for the team. And there was a few also um, role swaps as well on the Lanomania team, which obviously was took into effect, and maybe that was what threw Galaxy Racers off. They do have obviously names like Dragan and Kakan on the team, so they will be looking for NLC, and they will be taking nothing less than that. In the second spot, we do have Falcon. Um, for me and other tierless professionals, if I keep coming back to it, um, this is a surprise. Most people had them as bottom or even zero wins in some case. 
And as we can see here, 2-1 right now. Um, they have took some good games as well. And are looking quite strong. Um, so we'll definitely see if they have the stamina to actually keep it up this way. Um, Unique, the team that should be in second place in everyone's tier list, not getting off to the start that they wanted as well. Um, they beat Lanamania with a 20-0 scoreline. Um, again, this is a very, very good result. Um, but they do have a history of being bad in the first week of any test split that they've been in. So I don't doubt that they will be in the sole place, uh, second place soon anyway. Um, so we'll move on to Yaka now. Um, so obviously, light side you spoke about earlier, you went to this week. Yes. Um, you're sitting in second place. How do you feel about that? Is that where you want to be? Well, yeah, of course, being uh, top two is the, the goal of the whole split. To qualify to Telia Masters is the, the end goal of everything uh, for this split. Uh, so being 2-1 at the start is... Like, of course, we, we, I think we should have been able to get 3-0, but I think this has also been a week of a lot of big growth. Uh, so I'm quite happy still that we're like shared first place together with Galaxy Razor, Falcon, Aqualics. But yeah, the aim is for sure top two, and I, I'm very happy to see that it's a lot of growth already in the, the first week. Um, funnily enough, we are one of the teams that lost to Falcon, uh, which even I have to admit I put them as the worst team in the league. So I get I got to bite the dust. Uh, but I think that loss uh, made us grow a lot. Like from that day and the scrims after that until the next matches, I think it was the big growth for the team. And that's very I'm very happy to see that, of course. Uh, so so. <laughs> is everything going as good as it is looking on the outside, on, on, on the behind then, in terms of the staff, in terms of the management, in terms of the player atmosphere? Yeah, I, w I would say like it's going as as it looks. Um, of course, I, I, the last game against Lana Mania, which we won, uh, it was looking a bit shaky at the end, but we managed to close it. It's not always that easy to close out games clean, but as long as you do the job, you can always look back at it and try and improve. Yeah, uh, but I think I think the staff is doing a really good job, and the players are keeping up, have a very good mentality to improve. And I think that's a really big difference that we have this split compared to previous splits. And you already feel after one week that it's making a big difference. Yeah. That's good to hear. Good to hear. And how do you feel about um, Kami taking away Stavi from the Swedish scene? I'm very sad because I'm, <laughs> I'm very fond of Snobby Poik, especially the way he, he plays the game. He has uh, a lot of hate as well uh, going towards him. Like I've heard some people call him really bad, some people call him really good. I'm one of the people that think that he's really, really good. And I think if he puts in the work and the right effort, he will make NLC. So, of course, I'm very sad that he's in Wurdavin, but I also know that it's it's a good place to be. So I can't really, I can't be too mad about it, of course. So, like, I'm happy for him that he's going places. But, yeah, yeah not, not the best for the team itself. So you just said there that you think that he can make NLC. Does that mean that you think um, Nordavind Academy can get to NLC? I think like you, you have the super teams from each, well, super teams coming in. And like it, it's going to be a very tough year to make NLC, I think, for Nordavind Academy or for, for UniQ or for the other teams apart from here. It's going to be tough enough for the super teams as it is. Mm. Uh, so I don't think... I don't think Nuravin the Cat will make NLC now. Uh, maybe I think the next split, I think they're going to be stronger contenders for that because I do think it is a team with a lot of growth potential. Uh, at least I know that with Snobby Folk. Uh, so maybe next split, but not this one, I would say. Okay, okay. So talking about Snobby Folk, it's talking about the Norwegian scene. That's the region we're going to next. Um, obviously, two of our guests here have big experience in the Norwegian scene. We have Kami, obviously, with Nordavind all the time. We have Dombi also working with Nordavind as well. Nordavind aren't at the top of the table, as we can see. And this is something that is not really known in the Norwegian scene. Um, they did lose to Bifrost. Um, um, they did beat Chaos, so it puts them in kind of a weird position. And Bifrost and Chaos were both seen as, again, tierless professionals, seen as the top two teams in the league. Um, and there is kind of a divide forming here between the top four and the bottom four teams in the league. One of these top four teams, and who are looking great at the moment, it has to be said, um, is Bifrost. Um, everyone had them as first place in their predictions. Um, they do play Chaos next week, 
which we'll get onto later as well. So that's going to be the big clash of which team is going to come out on top and which will be looking for that first place in the league. Domino and Riddle did both finish fifth and sixth last split um, and kind of looked doomed to repeat the same fate as well. Um, so Domino are going to be looking at Sleepwee to kind of bump them up into the playoff spots. And Riddle will be looking at their jungler Broheim, who has had some insane performances with an 88% kill participation in week one to carry that team off of that bottom spot and hopefully try and get into that playoffs. So simple question for you. Cammy, do you think Domino can reach playoffs? No, nah, Domino can't make playoffs. <laughs> I mean, straight I mean, up. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> I have them as seventh. Seventh. Like in my opinion, the, yeah. In my opinion, Domino will be one of the lowest ranked teams. Um, Who I do mean, you have? Last place? Like, last place, I have Ridley Academy. Okay. Um, simply because I don't think I I know Skog has played um, decent previously and obviously Broerheim is the best player on the team without a doubt but from what I've seen the three others they just they just aren't ready yet um, but I do like the project coming from real I do like this actually proper academy team for once um, yeah. for sure and I think, and I think also- it's a there was a like yeah, previous good talent. They had a uh, Lindgard there previously. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. And him you can see where he, uh, he's at right now. Like he's doing. Where was he first? Where was he first? <laughs> oh, that was Nordovan. Yeah, Nordovan. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. But that wasn't uh, an academy. That was kind of them just saving money, I guess, um, and trying to have a competitive team. And it was kind of like just just a mix. Well, this is like a proper academy with an actual coach. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is good to see. I think we need more of those in, in Norway. But I still think that right now Domino and Riddle looks like the two weakest teams. Um, Wizard, I know they are swapping top player, which is why we haven't played them yet. And Vanir always finds a way to finish above relegate. <laughs> That's just yeah. how they are. I, I have no clue. Like Time and time again, I, I see the roster and I'm like, this is the worst they've been. And, and they just continue winning games here and there and, and making it to the middle of the table. So for that reason, I have Domino and Riddle lost. And then maybe Vanir, Wizard, and then top four could probably, uh, would probably be the ones that are top four right now. Okay. So do you feel like this Riddle roster is something that can come online maybe in maybe two or three splits and you feel like it can challenge um probably let's say top four in the next few splits the riddle roster yeah i mean i think it's really hard to say because right now it looks like they are individually just so far away from the top teams um okay. and and i don't see being like a one year one and a half year project i do feel yeah. like i do feel like Durham, for example will leave after one split Okay, um, that would be my guess at least. And and if they lose the best player, then it kind of depends on who they get in, right? So yeah, I'm. I mean, I I do like to think that consistency is key. So if this team continues to work hard and work together, I would say that they would, they should improve. And if they improve, they should compete for top four. Okay. Okay. I, I don't think it's likely that they will stay together for long enough. Yeah. So obviously we know that there's always teams changing and always players changing yeah. sports. So it is to get that project that will stay with the team for even more than one split nowadays. Really. Yeah. 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 It's just how it is. But yeah, it's just a massive shake up every split. Basically, there's yeah. like so little teams with contracts even, and like you said, like there's hardly any money in the scene. So yeah. yeah. Not many players want to stay in there, really. Do you it's guys? Think, this is a question for everyone. Do you guys think that one-year contracts in esports or longer contracts should be more widely accepted, or do you think it's too early for the scene? I think it depends on the project. Uh, it depends what the organization offering the contract is willing to put into the work and the commitment of signing one-year contracts. I think the fact of the matter is that there's a lot of 
incompetent coaches that should not be signed for a year. And I don't think they will move people in a year. And I think they will just be stuck where they shouldn't be. So I think if you develop the scene, then yes, I think one year projects for sure is a really, really good thing. But right now, I just think there's a lot of people that would have their development stunted by being signed to the same coach for a year. That makes sense. Yeah, I was just going to say the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, well said. Well said. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, a bit too early, but hopefully it's going to be faster than you think. Yeah. That it's going to feel stable enough to do. But uh, like it's, it's hard to know. It's still growing, especially I feel for Sweden. It's Sweden is kind of doing bad in the society with esports as it is. So like, it's hard to know when things will stabilize in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think in Finland it... we're a bit behind even. Like we only have two organizations who are actually like committed, whereas other Telias have like four, five, six. Some even have like every team under an organization. Or had at one point at least. Yeah. yeah. And then I think it, it depends on how viable it is to actually have a one year project. Because for yeah. a lot of leagues and, and for a lot of organizations, having a one year project to play for a few months is just not an option. Like obviously Australis can have the Australis talent and sign yeah. them long term because but that's not because of Telesports Series Den- Denmark, right? No. They're doing it in addition just that's just a project they have on the side yeah um while an organization like let's say vanir again um for that matter um they can't sign anyone on a proper one-year deal i mean yeah they can because they play taylor league as well so so if they probably could but yeah in in a different league they couldn't sign someone for an entire year just to play a few games here and there right there has to be something more to play for. Yeah. And there has to be um, a reason for both the players to sign for a year, but also a reason for the organization to sign them for a year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there was a, almost a six-month hiatus. Like, there wasn't really anything to play in the Nordic scene. So that's yeah. a big problem as well. We only have two splits right now. Yeah. I guess the NLC Winter... Is it Winter yeah. Fall Cup? Winter Cup? Fall Open. Fall, fall, fall Open. open. Yeah. So, and I guess that kind of bridged the gap, but obviously it's not a... Um, wasn't as a competitive split as um, we see the others. We saw people taking or well, NLC teams that didn't even put a team in. So. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, moving on to home of arguably one of the strongest teams in Tesla split, or what I think is one of the strongest teams in Tesla split. We'll move on to the Danish League. Yeah. So... I'm going to start at the top. Obviously, the Danish scene is different for people that don't know. It's played to A and B because they have 10 teams rather than A. Um, absolved, quite frankly, they look unbeatable. Um, they look like they're on a mission to NLC and no one's... Um, the roster itself has no qualms on, why, on, on them not being in NLC. Um, in my opinion, they're probably better than some NLC rosters right now. Um, at the other end of the roster... Uh, of the, Scale, we have Astralis Talent. Um, sorry, Dombey. That's um, Seems to be struggling a bit after week one. Um, they only have Atlando to play out of their group um, in the first half of the round robin. And Atlando look pretty good. They're zero and three right now. Yeah. Um, they kind of look clear favorites to kind of win the group at this point, um, which kind of puts Astralis Talent in kind of a worrying situation. Um, yeah. So, quick question for you, Dombey. Can anyone be absolved? I think any super team is bound to fall at some point. Uh, I think it happens every year, every split. There is a super team that is supposed to go further than what's expected of them. Or not, like, what's, they're supposed to go further than their league. Um, and I think it falls short every time. Um, I think in general, um, I think there is one team in their group that can take a game of them. I think we'll see later that I think that. Um, so I think for sure, yeah, they had their first game of the split was a bit shaky, to say the least. They got first blooded, they got solo killed. Um, eventually they pulled together and won, right? Because they are stronger players, they are a better team. Um, I think they're very stable, I think they're very strong, but I do think they can lose, and I'm not sure they're going to promote. Because the reason why I don't think they're going to promote, or the reason why it's going to be harder for them to promote, is because the NLC teams, most of them, I actually don't know how it is to split. Most of them are full-time. And they also scrim on full-time. And I can't imagine Absolve being full-time as well. So naturally, NLC teams will just be better. 
or at least more practiced. Yeah. Okay. Does that bring in a question of burnout though? If the NLC teams are scrumming, let's say two or three blocks a day at least, are they going to be kind of burnt out when it comes to, for example, the relegation battle? I, I don't think anyone is screaming that much. Um, no. Yeah. Compared, okay. compared to compared to like LEC and LCS, I, I I don't see any. I mean, it depends on on the individual, right? But I don't think anyone is working that hard, so I don't think they will be burned out. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think in general, actually, the scrim blocks are never that hard in Europe. Like, it's never like two, three blocks. It's always just alternating between five, five or six games a day. Um. That's how, how much they play. I think NLC, you have, depending on what team and what salary, of course, you have two to three days off a week or one to three, depending on what team you are, of course, um, and how many officials you're playing. And there you play four to five games. So it's it's not like it's super intense. And of course, there is a chance of burnout, but the split is so short. Yeah. So like I, I don't think they'll be burned out by the end. I mean, it depends on it depends on on how the scheduling, like the individual scheduling is. If you have a good sleep schedule, if you have yeah, um, and you, and you eat well, you work out, then it shouldn't be a problem. Obviously, like there could be teams that are burned out after such such a short split. Like if it is your first split and you have a bad sleep schedule and you you don't have yeah everything around you in place, then obviously you could, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I guess that brings, that brings into question the staff behind the teams as well. Then, obviously, if the management and the um, the coaches and stuff are keeping an eye on that, on that, then that can play obviously a big factor. Yeah, I mean they should for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was talking about the top of the league. I guess we can also talk a bit about the bottom of the league, which is us, right? Uh, we went zero and three right away. Um, I think expectations. Not from our side, but from other people's side, we're too high coming in. The reality is, we have a lot of rookies, we have a lot of young people. It's my job to develop them. It's my job to take them where I believe they can go. I believe they have immense amount of potential, and I still do, even though we're zero three. Um, the reality is, we've only scrimmed six times before we played officials. Six times. That's that's not a lot. And on top of that, we play three officials in a row without having any scrim time in between because we needed one day off elsewise we would be going eight days in a row and i think that schedule wouldn't be healthy and also like sure i think they have talent but six scrims is not going to move anyone from being a rookie or going from csd to tsd and then just smashing everyone that was very unrealistic from people going into it. And I also think we're catching way too much flack for the results. I think we'll for sure be a lot stronger as the sprint progresses. Yeah, fair enough. That obviously makes a lot of sense with the, like you say, if you haven't had a lot of scrim time, you're not getting that chance to develop early on in this split. So do you feel yeah. like, the, where do you feel like this team will be at the end of this split? In terms of ranking oh, in, in the group? Yeah, I think that's very hard to say. I think it all starts on Sunday when we're playing Gwerp Gaming again. Um, kudos to them. I think they played a well game, uh, well played game the last time we met. Um, but I think if we win that game, I for sure can see us still taking top two. Um, I think we just need momentum. I just think we need to get rolling. We're not as bad as we look. Um, the thing is, like most of our games, we're we're ahead in the early game. Then we make stupid blunders in the mid game. Then we close goal gap, and then we lose. Like that's been the roller coaster we've been over every time. So we're not getting rolled over. It's just small things that I can and will fix along the way. It seems like Kadav is definitely the guy to. Seems to be the guy that everyone needs to be rallying behind right now. And mm-hmm. kind Kadav of... and the points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's how people view it from the outside. I feel like. Yeah. So he was like really good looking at the yeah, do you feel like people need to give more respect to the other players besides just Cadaver then? Do you feel like that's they're not getting it right now? I think it depends on what you mean by respect. Um, I've not picked any of the players because of their current level. I've picked them because where I believe I can take them. Um, that being said, none of them are bad uh, at all. Then I wouldn't pick them either, right? Yeah. I do believe that people should respect the process. Like they don't have to respect the player that's on them and think whatever they want. That's the pressure we got to handle. 
but at least respect the process that watch like watch and see like they'll get better i assure you that much yeah i hope to see it long yeah long. same yeah. okay so we'll move on to our last our last um, weekly recap so this is the home of cova no more free to oh. everyone it is uh, it's, it's a bit of a free for all right now. I think. <laughs> yeah, it is. Not gonna lie. All right. So obviously at the top, we can see Nariki. They're looking mm -hmm. like a team to beat so far. Um, some say they. Some would say they have an easy game, uh, an easy um, run of games so far. Um, I do think the quality of these players means that they probably will see the top two. Um, Burger Flip. Okay. These are the team that everyone has, arguably in first place in their tier list. Tailless professionals, um, but they did take a loss to Blue Whites, um, so they kind of made their job a bit harder on themselves. Um, Crow, do you believe that this team has what it takes to take the top spot of Nariki? Uh, well, I think we saw it last split, and we're going to see it again. Like we have a improved bot lane. I think the main issue is, uh, well, we don't actually scream at all, which is. Uh, <laughs> Kind, kind of repeating the same mistake from last split. It's uh, it's a mistake we're working on. We're trying to get some screams and darts. And... Maybe a talent and burger flip should scrim together so you can both scrim. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a burger flop going on right now, but uh, <laughs> we're working on it. I'll assure you that. So yeah, we'll see in Telia Masters at least. And now for a very very serious question. Yep. Yaka, Kami, Crow, Dombi as well. Who did you vote for in the name? vote for this team oh. <laughs> i hope you guys voted yeah i think burger flip was the most voted i didn't even vote so oh. i missed the whole, whole poll i'm sorry <laughs> i like buzzkill though so that's lower yeah it was an organization we couldn't use the name again feels bad could you not call yourself bizkill oh there were there were many like variation <laughs> and options there was like me and my four teammates i think that was like one of the top ones as well you could have just killed Buzz Lightyear or something. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh actually, yeah. That would be like amazing. Yeah. That's why we really banged. No cap. So you spoke a bit earlier about how you feel like your roster has um, the potential to win Telia Masters. Do you feel like you can go one step further than that and actually Wait. compete for NLC relegation? Ours? Yeah, yours. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think we have the potential right now to win Telia Masters, but... uh That's what you told me, yeah. Oh, well, I must have forgotten that. Yeah. Maybe a bit, <laughs> big words, but uh, I might have to retract a bit on that and say we're going to win the Finnish Telia, and we'll okay. see that. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, really yeah. hoping to see the super teams in action, though. It would be nice to get to play against them. Yeah, I definitely think that Telia Masters is going to be a very battle this season, this split. We have obviously I mean I would say absolved. We have Burger Flip, we've got Nariki that might look thorough as well. Northern Academy might be there as well. Um and Australia's talent are definitely gonna be there. I think that's yeah, what for that. sure, right? Yeah, so huh. the next section we're gonna look at is our match of the week. So what this is, every single player uh, every single guest sorry has chosen a specific match from their region that they think you should be watching. These matches are, obviously, we can see Absolved and Masonic. Uh, these did play last week and it ended in, as in an Absolved win. The question is, can Masonic take that loss and show everyone that they deserve to be at the top? The second game from Sweden, we've got Unique and Hybrid. Both these teams look like they're kind of still warming up. Obviously, we spoke earlier about Unique kind of needing to ramp up at the start yeah. to make that charge like they did last split. Um, this game in week two should probably show us who should be sitting behind Galaxy Racers in the league. So this will be a definitely interesting one to watch. We've got Nariki versus Epic Avalanche. Um, Nariki, again, like I said, they are looking strong. Epic Avalanche do sit in the second position right now. Eyes will be on VL and Iru, their support, to take this win and kind of carry their team through it. The fourth game, Bifrost versus Chaos. They are looking like the top two teams in this league. Um, so yeah, they should be showing us which team will be fighting for number one spot, and we'll be trying to kick away Nordwind and Rich Gang, and kind of take the top two spot for themselves. So, Dombi, why did you pick this game? 
Um, I think the top two teams. Okay, that's what I was about to say. Um, also, I picked it because I think there are some very good players on these teams. Uh, both of them, I think they're both very stacked rosters compared to them being in Atelier League. I don't think uh, a lot of those players belong in Atelier. I think a lot of them belong in NLC or other higher tier regions, um, or at least like higher level. Um, so I think it's just a very good chance to see very good players in a good league. So yeah, and also I think there's an upset potential, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So unique and hybrid. Why did you pick this, Shaka? So when I picked the match at first, I thought both teams would be 2-1 after Wednesday, but they had a bit of uh, mis unfortunate events, you could say. Um, well, UniQ in the game against Lightside, I, I have to say that they got fucking smashed. Um, and then the game after that, I think like they were kind of unlucky because they're mid laner DC'd, right? So, like, you can argue that probably should, they maybe should have won that game. They were in the lead, but mid laner DC'd ran out of time and, you know, lost the game. So, I've, like, you could argue that they should be 2 1. Uh, but Hybrid, on the other hand, don't really have the same excuse. However, uh, I saw their game against Galaxy Racer, and for the most part, I think they were really controlling the early game. And I think they just had the struggle of, you know, really establishing a strong mid game. Uh, they made silly mistakes, and eventually Galaxy Racer won because they had the better players, I think. But I still think Hybrid has a lot of potential in the early game. And I think if, like, I think it's going to be a very close game, and I think it's going to be. A big match in deciding who's gonna be a contender for second place uh, together with us and Galaxy Racer. And again, now since both teams are one-two, the loser is gonna be one-three, and that's a really rocky start for two teams that should be playoff contenders without a doubt. So yeah. I think it's a very hype game in a lot of ways. Although I still thought they would both be two-one, uh, but it's like the same logic, but even more important now. I think. Makes sense, makes sense. Obviously, Unique did go 3 in week 1 last split in Telia, and they finished 10-4. Yes. So they do have the potential to just win 9 games basically in a row. They uh, do. Like they're, they're a very good team, and I still think they're going to recover quite well. Uh, but like this saw uh, showed signs of weakness, and then again, like you have this... Uh, this cloud hanging over them, like, when is Merbs going to leave? Because the guy is still looking for team, right? Yeah. I was going to come on to leave at some point, but you don't know if it's going to be today. Is it going to be in two weeks? Like, it's hard to know. But if when that happens, that's going to be a huge blow to them. So I think they're very, they're desperate to get early wins when they have Mervs, I would say. Do you feel like that kind of situation could be affecting the team morale and maybe affect Scrumzen? Maybe. Or they have um, basically an AD carry that might not be around next week. Yeah, like I don't know what it's looking like internally. Like it, everyone might understand the situation fully and understand the situation, enjoy and enjoy the time they have with Merbs. But like it is a thing that you have in mind, and it might affect like how the scrims are feeling. I'm I'm not really sure because I haven't really been in the same position like that before. Um, so like it, it's hard to say how it's affecting them, but I still, from what I can see, it looks like uh, a gang of people that are having a good time together. So I don't think it's affecting them too much, to be honest. Okay, okay. So moving on to the next game, Nariki versus Epic Avalanche. Mm, okay. Uh, well, I think both teams are just on paper, top two, top three, at least. Of course, Burger Flip being the first there. <laughs> According to our own tier list, totally not biased. Yeah. Of course. Uh, well, we have the VL Eru bot lane. Uh, some call them the Kova Academy, because well, they both used to play for the same roster under MJ, that was their name beforehand. And well, Nuriki, even though they had like four new players come into the roster, actually it's three, yeah, mid and AD stayed with Azitor and Yamaru. But yeah, I think the imports are really gonna bump them up on the whole like scene and they might have a chance to actually get to Telemasters this time. Fair enough, fair enough. Um... Yeah, there's also a big name called Carvox, aka Narvox, is the top lane for uh epic avalanche like back in the day he used to play eucs i'm pretty sure oh okay so yeah some might recognize, yeah some recognized name at least and 
last but not least, Bifrost versus Chaos. Again, same with Denmark, I guess. Why this game without saying that they're the top two teams? In theory. Yeah, it's the second best versus the third best team in the league. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Like, Chaos is the old Viking and suggested gaming roster. Um, They've replaced Sharp with with Dipsy. There is arguably one of the best junglers in in Norway's history. Um, Obviously, he he hasn't been that active the last few seasons. Um, But I, he, he's kind of a guy with next factor. So so whenever he plays, he just he, he can take over games. Um, and 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 yeah. The, so so the chaos roster has been top two basically for the last two years in the Norwegian scene. And now they're under a new name, their own organization, which is obviously hype. Uh, while Bifrost is this quote unquote super team in Norway. Um, Hmm. I don't know. I, I think Bifrost started off really well if you look at the table. But they should in reality be 3 1. Um, we had two bad fights versus them, which lost us the game. Um, it was tied to diff, really. Tied is just, yeah. Um, he's really good. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this, this match will, you will see. Which one of these teams will go to? Ah, uh, not necessarily. Mm. I think it, this is this is like one of the semifinals we you will see in in this. This is a battle of telemasters in 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 the Norwegian telespor series. I agree. I agree. Obviously, the other final being Nordman Academy, of course. But... Yeah, <laughs> has to be right. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our final little segment. I couldn't get all these guests on and not ask them to predict these games that they've just picked. So, here we have the predictions. What's going to happen now? We want to get Twitch chat involved. As you can see, there is a Twitch column on here. So what I want everyone to do is while we're speaking about these predictions, I want you to vote by spamming as much as you can the name that you think is going to win. So, we're going to First speak about Nariki versus Epic Avalanche. Obviously, this is a chance for everyone in Twitch chat to spam whoever you think is going to win, Nariki or Epic Avalanche. Obviously, as we can see, everyone going for Nariki. I think, obviously, we spoke about how their team's looking really good. So I I don't think there's too much to say about this. Um, Everyone voted the same thing. Um, Again, unique hybrid. We have one difference, which is Yaka. So why did you go for hybrid? Well, part from what I said before with uh, their game against Galaxy Racer, I think they had a very good early game uh, and like snowballed quite decently. And uh, like I think if they had cleaned up a bit, I think they would have won that game fairly easily, to be honest. Um, and then Unic, you like the game, like they haven't really played like these big teams yet. I would say like they have, we have I haven't seen them against Galaxy Racer. And like moving into it, I don't think they've really proven as how good they are. And I just feel like I have a feeling that Hybrid is gonna win, and like their early game is gonna be able to snowball the whole victory. Although Unity is maybe the more safe option, I just have a feeling that Hybrid is gonna upset them. So, which players on Hybrid do you think? Do you think it's the whole team, as in team cohesion, that makes them more of a threat or do you think it's the individual players i think it's the individual players i think they have a very strong roster and they're in like the process of trying to get more team cohesion and trying to make the whole puzzle fitting together uh but yeah it's for sure like right now it's individual skill that's gonna make the difference because i don't think both teams have scrimmed that much and i think we're gonna see individual difference winning uh the game okay okay and kami you spoke about Tide diff, but you have gone to chaos. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the reason for that is um, obviously I've spoken way too much about my team um, so far. And so I'm happy to speak about these two teams. Um, but the reason why I put chaos instead of Bifrost is because um, 
I think both teams were exposed last week. But Chaos lost while Bifrost won, even though they were ex exposed. Uh, which, I mean, I think Chaos will then have used the time in between to, to actually improve on what they got exposed on, while Bifrost is just happy to win. So they will continue down the same path and will be exposed again uh, versus Chaos. Okay, okay. And the last game, which I can't see right now, can we go back to the predictions, please? Sonic versus Absol. Is uh, Absol versus Masonic? There we go. So again, we've seen a trend here of the person that picked the game has voted against what the the general consensus is. Here. So you can see Hybrid is the outlier here. We've got Masonic the outlier here, and obviously two people vote for Chaos, but we have Chaos the outlier here. So Zombie, why Masonic? Mm -hmm. So why Masonic? I think that's a very brilliant question. Um... I also think the answer is less smart than it should be. Um, I just simply believe if there is one team to upset uh, Absol, I think it's Masonic. I think Babel, the AD carry, has been playing out of his mind uh, in the games. And Absol just beat Masonic this last round. Uh, and maybe they're coming into the game a bit more relaxed, a bit more okay with making mistakes. Um, and if they fall behind like they did in their first game, I think there is a chance that Masonic might just close it out. I, I do want to say, though, that I believe Absol to be heavy favorites for this. I just think uh, Masonic might take it. Okay. Okay. Anyone else have any other comments about the predictions they made? Maybe even if it's just the general one. Like, Crow, why? Mm, yeah. we, we spoke about, obviously, we spoke about uh, Niriki as well, but Unique versus Hybrid, do you think that it's going to go the same? Do you think that Unique just have the individual presence to just win the game. Honestly, I just like the logo more. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Please draw on that. Uh, you just think about I mean, making a tier list. It is what it is. I mean, I wasn't planning on making a tier list for any other countries. I just like the logos. I mean, I would take Chaos over Bifrost for the same reason. You... I, think, I think that is a valid point. I think that logos do play a big part. Mm, yeah. game. I don't know who chose that Bifrost logo. It's basically the Absolt logo, which is turned sideways. True. <laughs> True. I think it's the Chaos right. pick is. Uh, I think the Chaos pick is very interesting, to be honest. Like mm, the Chaos yeah. Bifrost game. Um, not due to the logo, right? But due to the actual matchup. Um, I think it's a bit interesting that both me and Kami picked Chaos, and you guys picked Bifrost. Um, I think it goes a bit into the fact that. This is this is gonna come out in a different way than it should, but like we know the region, and you guys are just watching the roster strength from like with the outside, right? I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like knowing the players on chaos, I just know they're gonna find their way to win. Um, I, I mean, obviously, if you look at um, the rosters from the outside, you have Bifrost with yes. like a one K LP top laner peak last season, and then Same chaos has a diamond too. Yeah. That's also yeah. Tano. He was like double yeah. KLP, like one KLP. Yeah, and, and Dipsy was like Diamond 4. So so obviously when you see two players with a combined 2 KLP and then you see a Diamond 2 and a Diamond 4. I mean, yeah. uh, to, be, to be fair to Gulberg, he peaked Diamond 150 LP. So, so. <laughs> but yeah, like on paper, obviously it looks... Um, but I've seen Gulberg time and time again play well versus... Anyone. Dundisco, Kex... Like yeah. bring in anyone, and, yeah. and and this guy will find a way to 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 play well against them, to to go even, to to even win some games. Like the guy picked Jace in the final in Taylor Liga when we had Kex top lane. Hmm. That's a bit surprising, not gonna lie. And 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 he smacked us. So yeah, and I also, I also uh, think Sandia. Like I agree that the. Chaos uh, are much better than people think they are. Uh, like I watched yeah. a bit of the Norwegian league actually. It's the only other league I had time to watch uh, apart from the games. And I saw especially the infamous uh, Nordavin versus Bifrost game, which I still think <laughs> Nordavin Academy should have won. Uh, but lo looking at the games, the small games I saw, I still think that Bifrost is gonna win, but it's gonna be close. Like Chaos is much better than they look on paper. I agree. Yeah. yeah. My my reasoning for going for Bifrost is, I mean, Bifrost mid laner never lucky. Has been he's arguably probably been the best. Obviously, it's early days. We're into week one, so it's not really speaking about a lot. But he's looked really good. 
and obviously he is up against some of his old teammates. Um, and Tide, yeah. obviously Tide is really, really, really good AD carry. So I think that the mid jungle, uh, mid AD carry, sorry, will make the difference in this game. For um, me, anyway. I'm actually on the flip side. Really? I think, I, yeah, I think Sandia is a lot better. Like I think he makes I, a much bigger difference on a team. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, exactly. That's my point as well. I think Sandia on paper looks worse, but I yeah. think the impact Sandia has on the games just just is bigger. Like Hoho is, you could argue that Hoho is a better player in, in some ways, mm-hmm. but I would pick Sandia over Hoho just because it has more impact in each game. Yes, and I think he will. He will have a lot more impact in this game. Obviously, Tide is is really good, uh, but I think overall the bot lane for Chaos is better. Yeah, I agree. What about if Echo isn't banned? Echo it will be. Banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way it's not. Yeah, it, so. it just is. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> the, the the thing is with Chaos, like they're very very predictable. Um, you just gotta read into <laughs> what they do. I'm not gonna say what why they're predictable. I think that's up to the coaches and analysts of um, Norway to figure out why they're so predictable. Um, that's also why I picked them last split in the semis instead of going for them in the finals because I felt like I had a better read. But if you're not aware of why they're so predictable, they're really hard to play against. So that's why. I, uh, that's why I'm putting them as the winner. Okay. I think it's definitely. Okay, so we're getting the predictions in from the, the te- um, from the Twitch chat. We've got Nariki winning, we've got Bifrost winning, and we've got Masonic winning. So, and we've got Unique for Sweden. Uh, no, I don't know who we've got Sweden yet, sorry. But Masonic for Denmark. The Twitch chat kind of going with you, Dombi. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess I just uh, convinced them. Is it? Is there a lot of Danish people in the chat or? Is it I just... have no idea. And then Bifrost for Norway as well. So people going, I guess, maybe people going against what you two are saying. But maybe. Yeah. So and obviously Nariki for the um, for the first one because I mean I guess it's quite favourites they're going to win. Yeah, I was going the safe route here. Not really going for any crazy predictions. Yeah. Did you think <laughs> Sonic was the crazy prediction? So Twitch chat. Unique versus hybrid. Who's gonna win? Tell us. Spam right now. Unique hybrid. Unique hybrid. And stop saying TSM. <laughs> Someone's holding. I should. I think TSM is actually a really valid option. <laughs> yeah, so I do think if TSM played uh, played in either of these leagues, they would win. <laughs> okay, we're getting uh-huh. unique, unique, hybrid, unique, unique, unique. It's looking like unique. Hybrid. Okay, so we'll take a unique win for that. Um, yeah. I would say that again, unique are looking really good. Um, well, they're not looking really good, but they they have the potential. And to me, they are the second place team. Although, as we saw today, obviously Galaxy Racers did lose to Manamania. Um, so, so maybe anything, maybe anyone could be anyone really. And I guess that's the case for every single Italian league. Anyone could be anyone. Yeah, so just to wrap things up, um, we'll start with you, Chrome. Is there anything you want to say to the fans or the fans of the oh. town? Obviously, uh, anything you want to say about why people should watch Telly of Finland and why people should watch your team? The fans, I don't know if we have any. I'm not really a liked guy in either Denmark or Finland. So, yeah, well, we're going to beat everyone anyway. So, I, I think we're just going to prove everyone wrong. And, well, that's about it. The reason to watch Telia Finland, though, I don't even know myself. We have <laughs> teams with bad names. It's going to be hard to even pronounce them for the casters and who not. Like, yeah, just please say our names correctly, Telia Casters. Please. So people shouldn't watch you, but pronounce your <laughs> names in Telia Masters, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's right. Because we, we're gonna keep our secrets if no one watches us. So please. Oh, what a way to represent Crow! You're really doing a good job <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm trying. No one else was trying. Before the Telia viewership just skyrockets next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the mind control, the reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so Yaka, 
light side telly sweden why should people watch it well i think that it's uh, all the big names are starting to disappear from the league now and we're starting to see more new players popping up especially from down below in division two like this time around we have three new teams essentially like falcon alling souls and aqualix all have players coming from down below and i think it's a split where you see all these new names trying to upset the bigger names that we have in the swedish league and trying to make a name for themselves, trying to show that they're the future of the Swedish esports. And I, it's looking like a really competitive split where these new names actually have that chance to really show what they're going for. And I think you have the future talents are starting to really show in this split and all the next coming split as well. And I think it's going to be a very spicy coin flip split with, I don't know, a lot of wins, a lot of losses for any team in here. Yeah, I feel like Sweden is definitely a division right now where mostly anyone can beat anyone by the looks of it. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely a good experience for people like us, people that are watching from the outside. You know, but maybe not good for people like you who are obviously part of the team. In that, yeah, so. for me for me, it's a heart attack watching the yeah. time. <laughs> I, I just want to end my suffering. But it's a very good fiesta for anyone else watching it. So I, I highly recommend it if you like fiestas. Fair enough, fair enough. So Dombi. Why should yeah. people watch Australia's talent and why should people watch uh, Telly Denmark? Mm. I think people should watch Australia's talent because they, I think their brand is important for a Danish scene. I think we do a lot for the scene as well. Uh, we're going to into the future as well. I think we will boost viewership. I think we will increase attention. Uh, and if you help with increasing the attention, it's just going to grow, right? Um, and I also think that's one of the reasons why you should watch the Danish scene. I think there's a lot of very good orgs in there. I think there's a lot of promising players. I think there's a lot of talent hidden um, that people need to watch. And watch our team specifically because we're going to improve a lot. And maybe not this week, maybe not next week. Uh, but if you watch our games one by one, you'll see we're getting better. And when summer comes, you'll know for sure that we're there. Fighting talk. I like it. I like it a lot. So, Kami, why should people watch Nordavind? Why should people watch Norway? I mean, people should watch Nordavind to see five really good individuals play like a proper team. Uh, I think the guys have made tremendous improvements just this, like these few weeks. Um, and people should watch Norway because it is a really tight league. Um, we have a... Uh, I mean, compared to Telia Ligan, like a few months ago, we have lost a lot of the big names. And Telia Espo series have... You will see a lot of new names popping up, uh, I'm sure. Uh, you will have a lot of players that aren't that known outside of Norway. I will show they they are close to or, or at the same level as, as these, these big names. Um, and yeah, we, we don't have the... the same kind of super team as they have in Sweden and Denmark, so we don't have that massive one favorite team, which makes yeah. it really interesting because we have three teams fighting for one top spot, and and I think it will be, I think it will be a real dogfight to be to be honest. I think it will be really close, and and I think all of the top matches are more than worth watching, and then the same for the other the end of the table. Um, I think. Like the the bottom four teams will will all struggle to to get points versus the best ones, but they are all more than capable to do so. Um, so yeah, I I think I think all the matches are worth watching for a lot of reasons, and and I think I'm really excited for the split. Really, um, yeah. I think that's definitely the theme of rookies coming through in every single division this split, and I don't yeah. know if. There's some external factor or something, but we've seen we've seen a lot of rookies in Sweden. We've seen a lot of rookies in Denmark. Every region, really, and it's, it's definitely a good thing to see for the region. But yeah, so that is everything we have time for in this hour segment. Obviously, thank you to all the guests for coming. Thank you to Telly themselves and Assembly for helping with the graphics. Thank you to Renewables for the production. Renewables, you can check them on Twitter. And thank you for all our guests for coming. And we will be here at the same time next week the same thing that sounds really boring but it's actually pretty good <laughs> 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 my name is Wait, David. David.
And thank you for coming to my test talk. Oh, you did it. I